1. Pajaro Bay, California, Monday, April 9th, 4.35 p.m. Camilla Stewart stared at the rhinestone brooches pinned to a piece of blue velvet, but she was not really seeing them. All around her, the dusty little junk shop was silent, except for the incessant ticking of eighteen clocks on the wall. Eighteen. She'd had plenty of time to count them. She tried to keep her hands from shaking. She moved on to a collection of old wooden chairs with peeling paint and missing rungs. What would she do if she couldn't sell the ring? She was completely out of money, out of gas, out of options. No. She always had options. She would find a way. Little Oliver sat in the corner, his nose buried in a book. She would like to buy him the book, but she didn't have the money. That was the problem. She didn't have any money at all. Correction. She had $1.37. She could strangle Dennis Hutchins, or whoever he really was. He'd taken everything when he disappeared, except his son. She watched eight-year-old Oliver Hutchins, so like his father in appearance, so unlike him in personality. The darling boy's dark brown hair fell across his forehead as he bent down to silently mouth the words of the book. She knew he was sounding out the hard words. They practiced that every night, and he was getting better and better. Now he had actually picked up a book by himself and started reading. It was a breakthrough, and she should be thrilled for him. But the thrill was tempered by the sour-looking woman behind the shop's counter. "'It'll be a little while,' the woman had said when Camilla had offered up the ring for sale." Now the woman just sat behind a glass display case, one hand on the cash register, one hand fingering the ring. She seemed to be waiting for something. Why was it taking so long? Camilla sat down in a chair that looked sturdier than the rest and tapped her fingers on the arms, then jumped back up, too nervous to stay still. She looked out the front window of the shop. The stupid convertible sat parked out front, Windows cracking, paint job rusting, gas gauge on empty. A convertible is perfect for the California sunshine, she had joked to Oliver. She had been doing a lot of joking lately, trying to make light of the terrible mess they were in. She missed her sleek, fern-green Prius hybrid. She missed swinging into the Starbucks parking lot every morning on her way to work, zipping in wearing her favorite lavender suit and pearls, buying a latte for herself and a hot chocolate for Oliver, then dropping him at the private school for his extra tutoring. The rush of being in her first year out of college, with a great job in the accounting department of the hottest high-tech firm in Silicon Valley, had made her feel like she'd really made it in the big world. She had been in control of her life then. She had been successful. She had been happy. It had been nice while it lasted. Now, in two months, it was all gone. From a whirlwind courtship to court dates and jail staring her in the face, all in two short months. Thanks to her despicable ex-fiancé, her life had been reduced to begging in a junk shop for her next meal. She had to get gas, get food, get Oliver and herself to the house on the hill before this podunk little town rolled up its sidewalks at dusk. 
and it would be dusk soon. What was taking so long? Ryan Knight pulled the department's SUV into a parking slot in front of the junk shop. He parked next to a rusty red convertible that had seen better days. He got out and slammed the door shut. To protect and to serve, the logo on the door said. Mabel Rutherford was a business owner in Pajaro Bay, so his job was to protect and to serve her. He sighed. Mabel Rutherford could make anyone wish he were a fisherman instead of the officer in charge of the Pajaro Bay Sheriff's substation. But he was responsible for this sleepy little beach town and all its eccentric citizens. For two more weeks. Then he was out of here, and Mabel Rutherford and all the rest were on their own. They'd be better off that way, and so would he.